0: How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated you know that one thing you can't stop talking about we are going to share it with the world so grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life okay tell me really quickly which one of your offers or your products is the most expensive yes i'm going to talk money in this episode i know it's a little cringe worthy But it is a necessary conversation if I'm going to coach you to be making the kind of money you would like to make in your business to have financial freedom and more impact, right? Because more wealth equals more impact. So let's talk money, let's do some quick math. I'm going to assume your highest priced product right now is $20, and I'm thinking about TPT sellers, okay? I'm looking at you guys. To make $5,000 a month, you would need to sell 250 of those $20 products. Now, I know you don't just have one $20 product. You may have multiple $20 products, so that won't be quite as shocking. But it does put an important point into perspective. If you increase the price of your offering to $97, stick with me for a minute, you'd only need to sell 50 a month to reach your goal income of $5,000 a month, which I know for some of you is even higher than your goal income, right? I did I pulled my audience recently and they said they were typically aiming to make between 1,000 and 3,000 per month consistently. But some of you were aiming for $5,000 plus months. And so, my point of this episode is to teach you that having at least one higher ticket offer helps you to get to that goal monthly income faster. So take your goal monthly income and kind of reverse engineer it with the different products you have. Think through your offerings, think through your products. Is it actually possible to reach your goal income? Because sometimes when I ask that question, you all tell me you want to make $5,000 a month, but you don't have a product that even comes close to $20, and then you'd have to sell a lot of $7 products to reach your monthly income, right? Really know your numbers. We don't want to simply hope we could make that much money a month. If I'm going to coach you to really make that much money a month, we have to be realistic. What do our numbers look like, and can we get to that income? So I want to talk to you about possibly adding in a higher ticket offer or a higher ticket product. I just finished up a group coaching program. I talked a little bit about this in the last podcast episode, and there were 21 participants because there were supposed to be 20, and I let one extra person in because I couldn't say no, um, but one of the participants in the program, for example, I just want to share with you her story. She was a TPT seller. She was making between one and $2,000 per month, and she decided she wanted to add on a higher ticket offer. Through the group coaching program, she landed on a membership. Now, I'm not saying a membership is the only way to make this kind of income, but that's the program that she felt fit her and her audience best. She decided on a price of $47 a month for her membership, $470 for one year of her membership, and she also created a really high-ticket offering, which also includes a one-to-one coaching component. But I'm going to leave that totally out of this Um Because you may not have something that's that high of a price. Just to put it into perspective, she was able to sell after the 12 weeks of our group coaching program. She sold 16 spots in her membership at that monthly rate. She sold one at the annual rate, and she did sell one with the coaching. But with even the annual and the coaching aside, she has almost $1,000 in revenue every single month from that one launch of this higher ticket offer. So she's got her TPT business plus this membership that's all working together to get her that goal revenue. I want to help you think through your offers in the same way. So I'm going to do a special two-part podcast series on how to add a high-ticket product or offer to your product suite Product Suite being just all the offerings you have. And if you're brand new and you're like, you know what, I'm not there yet. I'm just trying to build my TPC, Sorelis, leave me alone. Um, don't worry, just listen in. Take it in because it's really important to have that long term vision. And I want you to see where this could possibly take you one day if you do want to add another layer onto your business. So tune in this week and next week to find out what a higher ticket offer could look like in your business. I'm going to be taking you through a couple of different options you have to add this into your business model. Today we're going to talk about one pathway, which is knowledge products. A knowledge product is something like a course, a membership, a workshop, an online training. And that's not the only one way to make more money in your business. It's just one way, right? It's one pathway you could take. And it's not for everybody. So I really want you to understand that I'm not telling you you have to do a course or a membership or a workshop or an online training to get to your goal income. You might listen to this episode and think, no way, I don't want a course or a membership. I don't want to do a workshop, that's not for me. And that's okay, I will never tell you you have to do something one way to build your business. But I am going to tell you that putting together a course offering or a membership offering can increase your income and your impact. It's one pathway to doing that. So listen in, decide if this is right for you. I'll talk through the pros and the cons, and I'll help you decide if you'd like this pathway, because if you're going to hate it, you might as well not do it, right? So these are called knowledge products. Like I said, you may have also heard them referred to as info products. Essentially, you're taking the thing you love to talk about or the thing you love to teach on and you're turning it into a series of lessons and then you do what you do best, which is teach. And teachers really like this pathway because we're kind of like born to do it, right? In fact, a lot of people who put together a knowledge product who are not teachers struggle with the teaching part. There are whole courses you can take just on how to teach. Well, obviously, we did that when we went to college, but I mean, let's say that somebody out there wants to create a course on how to play the guitar. They may know how to play the guitar, but they don't know how to teach or design a program that's instructionally sound. They don't know about Bloom's taxonomy. They don't know how to tailor the teaching to different learning styles. They don't know how to keep their students engaged. You already know how to do that. So one reason this pathway is really cool for us is that we already know how to do the bulk of it. We already have the hard part down. So a pro to putting this kind of a product out, a course or a membership, is that you already have the skills and talent it takes to do it, to teach, and that's half the work. The other pro to a knowledge product is that it's a passive stream of income. And I talk a lot about passive income, which doesn't mean I kind of joke that you can like sit on the beach and sip a margarita and the money will still come in. No, it's still hard work. I have a membership and I work really darn hard. But it is passive, meaning that you can make money on it without having to directly put in the time related to that money. For example, one-to-one coaching is not passive because you have to meet with somebody one-on-one for an hour to get paid for that hour. When you put together a course or membership, you put in your hours to put the product together. You put in your hours to launch it, but then you can sell it to a lot of people. It's like a, they call it a one-to-many model. Much like Teachers Pay Teachers or if you sell another digital product, the course or membership, once you create it, you can put it on somewhat of an autopilot. You can set up your program so that you are super hands on and super involved with your people, or you can set it up to be really passive and hands off and more like a self study, or you can do something in between. You can make it really doable for you, but that you're still hands on. Now you might not like putting together an info product if you don't love things like designing lesson content or recording video or coaching. If you're somebody who really likes to be behind the scenes, this may not be the higher ticket offer for you, and next week I'm gonna tell you about some other ideas. This is especially true when it comes to marketing your course or membership. You may love the teaching part, But you can't simply create a fantastic course and then hope people come flocking to it. That's why I'm here. That's what this podcast is all about. They won't. That's the thing. (laughs) So you have to have a solid marketing plan in place and you have to think through how you'll generate excitement around your product. And you've probably seen things like uh, somebody has a course and they're like, the doors to my membership are closing. They have a membership or... If they have a course, the cart closes in five days, quick, get this now because it's closing. People who have a knowledge product offering do this for a few reasons. The first reason is to save their sanity, because if they only offer the product for sale a few times a year, then they only have to be on and marketing for that amount of time. And then the rest of the time they can focus on their students and enhancing their product. Think of it like the registration period in college. There's a time where you can register for classes and then registration closes so that the professors and the students, everybody can focus on the learning. Now, the second reason they do this is to create urgency. How many times have you added something to your Amazon cart only to leave it in there for weeks and then like forget about it completely until you go to buy something else? That's what I do. So having a launch period helps your potential customer to make the decision. It just puts enough pressure on that they've got to make that decision. But you don't have to launch. You don't have to do anything in your business, remember? You can also just put everything on autopilot, or you can do a combination of autopilot and launching, which is what I do. There's lots of ways to be strategic about launching your knowledge products so that it doesn't become overwhelming. So how do you get started creating a knowledge product? First of all, you need an idea. It doesn't have to be brand new, it doesn't have to be revolutionary, but it does need to be something you're passionate about, something you are skilled at, and something your audience needs. And I know you, I know what you think the next step is because you have that teacher hustle, right? You're like, okay, cool, I've got this idea. Let me go actually create this whole course tonight. I'm gonna stay up till 3 a.m. I'm gonna make this whole thing, right? You think the next step is going out and creating a beautiful course with course graphics and these beautiful slides for your video lessons and you're gonna map out a workbook to go with it. I know you, you're so good at that stuff but don't jump in right, that be- right now, right away, because that's not the next step. The next step is validating your idea. We want to validate the idea before we go creating anything, because the last thing we want to do is put in all this time and effort to create a product, and then we put it out there and nobody really actually needs it. We need to find out, does your audience need something like this? Are they interested in something like this? Now, the next mistake I see people do, though, is that they go over to Instagram stories. They're like, oh, okay, Alyssa told me to validate my idea. I'm going to go make an Insta story. Would you buy a course about blank? Well, what's everybody going to say if you say, would you buy a course on podcasting? They're going to say, yeah, sure I would. Of course I would. Because we love to dream about the things that we would buy. But we don't want to know if they would buy it. They'll likely say yes. Let's find out if they actually need it. Let's ask a better question. Let's definitely not ask them, do not ask them what they would be willing to pay for something like this. Just trust me on that one. I could do a whole nother episode on pricing, but they're gonna say they'll pay the least amount of whatever you put. If you say, would you pay 10, 20, 30, or $40 for this? What are they gonna say? 10, because it's the cheapest, right? Of course we would. Anybody would say that. Let's ask some better questions. Here are three questions you can ask your audience to validate your idea. First, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to blank? And then write down all the things they say because those will inform your lessons. And anything that they say is a struggle for them, anything they're identifying with, that you can match up with your own ideas about what you thought they would be struggling with. And if they match up, then it sounds like you have a great knowledge product to teach on. Second question, what have you already tried when it comes to blank? So I just used podcasting for an example. I like to talk about podcasting with kids. Let's say I was thinking about putting a course together for teachers on how they could podcast with their kids in their classroom. So my first question would be, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to, and I'd have to really think about that because maybe they haven't started podcasting yet. So maybe it's more like, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to listening comprehension? What have you already tried when it comes to listening comprehension? If I waved a magic wand and fixed listening comprehension, this is question number three, what would that give you? Now, the answer to question number three should be one of three things. It's either going to give them more time, make something easier for them, or make them more money. So easier, convenient, more time, or more money. If your idea will save them time or it will allow them to do something in an easier or more convenient way or it will make them money, then that's something people will probably pay for. We also shell out money for things like entertainment or comfort, but I'm guessing your knowledge product is not checking off one of those boxes, unless you're like a comedian or something like that. Um, But think about the the types of things we buy. They usually fall into those categories, right? If we think about books, we buy fiction books for entertainment or comfort. We buy books about personal finance to um, help save us money we buy books about productivity to save us time we buy self-help books to help us do things um, with ease and convenience so now you're probably thinking okay Alyssa, cool i have an idea but now how do i start creating it how do i price it how do i get the word out to the world about it where do people buy it where does it live in the online space do i create a course or a membership or a workshop or a training a summit or a weekend retreat what do i do Now, I recently wrapped up my group coaching program with the fall cohort, like I told you, and all 21 of them came in with an idea, not of the type of product they wanted to do, but like the topic. And they picked out the type of knowledge product they were going to release, and they got the whole thing planned out, mapped out, content created, ready for launch in 12 weeks. So I promise you it's totally doable It doesn't have to be as hard as you think. You can really keep this simple. If you have an idea for a knowledge product, but you want a group of launch besties to walk through it with you step-by-step, you can apply for my Course and Membership Creators Intensive. That's the group coaching program I was just talking about. I'm doing a spring cohort, and the spring cohort is starting at the end of February. We'll work through our 12 weeks, and you'll be ready for a June launch. Now, Like I told you before, I only allow 20 people because this is a high touch. It's group coaching. So there's a lot of feedback. A lot of us walking through this step by step together, side by side. And I do allow Teacher Hustle University members to apply first. And then I only offer up the slots to uh, if, if the THU members don't take all of them. In the last cohort, the THU members did take all of the spaces, but I did want to offer it up if you apply, but I don't have space for you. I will definitely put you on the waiting list for the next court, cohort. Just get your application in there if you're interested. Uh, they're due January 30th, so 30th. So if you're listening to this at the time of the recording, you can go over and apply at com slash intensive, and we will take your idea and turn it into a fully ready-to-launch product in 12 weeks And you'll have a group of launch besties by your side doing it. In fact, in the group coaching cohort that I just did, I think there were like some tears at our last group coaching call. Um, We really did not want to leave one another. You get really close with the people that you're launching with. So whether you join the group coaching program or not, what I want you to do next is get out your sticky notes, our favorite part. Get out your different colored sticky notes. Start mapping out your idea. Break it down into ideas for lessons, uh, different different um, milestones that your students will have to hit inside your knowledge product. And if you listen to this whole episode and you're like, actually, no, I don't really think I want to do a knowledge product, that's okay. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about some more higher ticket offerings that you can do that might speak into your skills and passions, talents, and all of that good stuff. Uh, And you'll have lots of options for adding a higher price offering to your business model. So tune in next week and we'll talk more about that. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful, fabulous week. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle Podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle Podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs, so send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode.